Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. We're so glad you tuned in today, and if you're in the area, come out and join us at our new home, located at 3035 Nicolette Street in Banning. If you are unable to attend, you can tune in on YouTube Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills, Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. And don't forget to join us for our worship on Instagram Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills, 30 minutes before the YouTube broadcasts. We would also like to encourage you to check out our website at calvarychapelsweethills.org where you can keep up on the current messages, ministries, and happenings at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills. Today our teaching is in the book of Acts, chapter 16. Here's Pastor Ryan. When you put action to, to getting out, specifically to go pray alone, and vision comes. Every time I've gone to Joshua Tree, I've come back with vision. I've come back with the clear word from the Lord. And, I, you know, it's part of like my, my calling here at Sweet Hills that I at, at least once a month need to be in the desert, need to be in the mountain. I need to go spend time with the Lord alone. And Psalm 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. In Mark chapter 1, verse 35, it says, Now in the morning, having risen long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. Jesus got his marching orders from the Father, but he went to a solitary place from time to time to pray. Went before he chose his disciples, he went to the mountain, he prayed all night, and then chose the disciples. Vision comes that way. It's a very old school way of looking at ministry and Christianity, but I think it's effective. I think the old ways are good. I think pastors want to skip that. I think Christians want to skip that. And in these days, boy, do we need vision, a prophetic word, and some dreams. What do I do if I get crazy, terrible dreams, pastor? Well, you just attribute those to Satan. What if I have amazing prophetic ministry type dreams? Oh, you, you give that credit to the Lord. That was from the Lord. You know, Brother John Miles, like I said yesterday, he said, Pastor, I had a dream. I saw people all in the dirt, all in the other lie, all over here. Yeah, all right, I'll hold on to that. I'll hold on to that, you know, and we'll see, Brother John, we'll see. And I like how that verse is like generational, sons, daughters, right? Your young men, your old men, guys, God wants to use the whole church, both young and old. We have a church where we honor the gray hair. We honor it. Some churches, all they want to do is get younger. I, and that's another thing that, uh What do you mean you want to get younger? We got to reach the next generation. Well, what do you think, what are you doing? Aren't you doing that? I don't want to f- focus on one group of the demographic of our church. Just teach the word, teach it, let God, let the, the God deal with the results. I want this place to be packed with older folks. I do. You know? 
When I went to Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, as a young dude, and I saw all that gray hair, you know what that spoke to me? That spoke to me of God's blessing, of what God has wrought. I won't get into it, but that has, that has been attacked by the new sheriff over there, where the scriptures say that gray hair is a crown of glory. I get scared if a church is all young, to be honest with you. We, we need the wisdom. We need the advice. We need the strength. Anyhow, I said I wasn't going to get into it. Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, after he had seen the vision, immediately he sought to go to Macedonia, concluding um, that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Therefore, sailing from Troas, we ran a straight course to Samothras, and the next day came to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is the foremost city of that part of Macedonia, a colony. And we were staying in that city for some days, and on the Sabbath day, we went out of the city to the riverside, where prayer was customarily made. And we sat down and spoke to the women who met there. Now a certain woman named Lydia heard us. She was a seller of purple from the city of Thyatira who worshipped God. The Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. And when she and her household were baptized, she begged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. So she persuaded us. Oh, Lydia, what a great uh, person here in the Bible, a, a seller, a maker of purple, purple gear. But it's beautiful that it was customary for the women to meet for prayer there and there by, near the river's edge. I think that Prayer meetings are powerful and are the backbone to any healthy ministry. Prayer meetings, powerful and the backbone to any healthy ministry. And this is where God sent Paul and his, and his brothers to... He sent Paul to the prayer meeting one of the Lord's greatest apostles was at the prayer meeting. A miracle happened that he arrived there. And the Lord opened up Lydia's heart to heed the words of Paul. My brother, Pastor Andre, what does he say about prayer meetings? He says it'll quicken the spirit and get rid of the flesh. I heard Jack Hibbs on the radio say one time, at our church, you won't, a person will not last who doesn't go to the prayer meetings. Those who serve at Jack Hibbs Church, he says, the ones that last are the ones that go to the prayer meetings. It's true. I love our prayer meetings. I know, I know it can be hard after Sunday morning and we're all here, but to come back on that first Sunday of the month at 6 p.m., oh, I know the flesh wants to just eat a pizza and chill. We must fight against it. And, and be here. Now, I know some people, I, I, we are blessed. We are a church where people drive from far distances. Just, just pray, from, pray, pray for us from your house. We're fine. Unless you want to come. I'm not going to discourage it. But 
It's those that live nearby. It's only one Sunday. Uh, things happen at prayer meetings. I change. My home changes. Changes the atmosphere. Strengthens us. Gives us energy for the upcoming month. It gives us vision. It binds us together. It strengthens the unity. Helps us to get to know one another. I think... I think the prayer meetings are kind of like the apple tree. Like if you don't want it, if you don't want like an apple that's dented, and just go to the tree and pluck it from the tree. And that's kind of like the prayer meetings. Like you know, you kind of look around and say, "Man, they care about prayer. They, they care about it. It's cool." And the Lord says that He desires that all men pray and not lose heart. And you see why men lose heart, women lose heart. How people don't stay consistent in going to church. Well. Maybe they've lost heart. Maybe they've lost interest. Maybe they've lost, they've lost something. Pray so that you don't lose heart. Pray so that you stay consistent. If it wasn't for prayer, I don't think any of us would be here. I mean, it's that important. Prayer eliminates fear, doesn't it? You know about the whole shutting down of churches. we got to pray for... Uh, Mike McClure. Don McClure, his father, is, was, was the first, him and Mike McIntosh were the first guys on staff with Chuck Smith back in the day at Costa Mesa. Don McClure and Gene McClure are friends of ours. Clarissa stays in contact with Gene McClure. So their son is the pastor of Calvary Chapel in San Jose that he has been fined up to $1 million dollars. And in and he's keeping it open. And in his county, they don't even have like COVID cases. I think they've had like two. It's like such a the numbers are so low, but they're harassing him. So we need to pray for him, Mike McClure. But the enemy wants to keep us out of this fellowship. He always has. Before all of this lockdown stuff, he he. He always, he was already, he's been trying to keep people from church since the church was, since its inception. From the beginning, book of Acts, man. Too busy, too tired. The acronym of busy is being under Satan's yoke. But there's a lot that goes on when you're not here. And I've been praying about it and thinking about it. And one thing that came to mind by the Holy Spirit was the wedge that Satan brings between the sheep of this church amongst themselves and from their pastor. Satan is looking for a wedge, for a footing to cause division. It is hard to know the state of your flock if you are not around the flock. There's so much spiritual warfare going on in the closing of the church doors. And I don't think that everyone thinks about those things. Misconceptions, wrong ideas of where our church is, where I am. There's only so much people could know about me if they're just watching me on YouTube. They can say, well, you're just the pusher of what you're pushing. And I would say, no, I'm not. The Holy Spirit is. And 
there's a bunch of sheep here that are pushing the same crazy stuff. The Bible says, be diligent to know the state of your flock, because there's going to be a blessing if you do. If you care for them, they will care for you. And the Bible teaches in Ephesians that when every member does its share, it causes health and growth and edification to the body. And when parts are missing, how healthy can the body be? Just more information to think about. It was customary for there to be a prayer meeting by the riverside. My goodness, these ladies are going to have their prayer meeting. And it says here that uh, Lydia, the seller of purple, the Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. The Lord opened her heart. Is that not what prayer does? It opens our heart. It opens our understanding. James chapter 3 verse 17. This is what it says. It says, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. The wisdom that is from above is first pure. I don't think God's in the habit of leading us in ways that are contrary to his word. I don't think, I'll say it again, I don't think God is in the habit of leading us in a direction that opposes his own word. And I say that because, okay, if you've prayed about it, and the Lord has given you a word, ask yourself this, is it pure? Or does it go against other scriptures that tell you to do the opposite? Let me be a pastor this morning. Let me shepherd a bit. Is the action you are taking aligned with his word? So everyone says, oh, I'm praying about it and the Lord is leading me to do this, that, or the other. And you, you watch their decisions and it's contrary to God's word. He doesn't do that. Just saying. And when she and her household were baptized, where's the sister who wanted to get baptized? She's not here. One of the youngsters in high school ministry, or, she wants to get baptized. I said, Mia, it's cold. You don't mind? She said, no. I mind. I'm cold. I'm get my wetsuit out. <laughs> we'll do it. I'll do it. If I go surfing in the winter, I'll, we'll do it. But if you haven't been baptized, it's good too. So she was baptized, her and her household, probably there by the riverside, right? And, and then she says, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. So she persuaded us. She said to Paul, if you found me to be faithful, that's a good word. You want to pitch a ministry to the pastor or to the assistant pastor? Or to the pastor's wife, you want, to pitch, you want to pitch a ministry, maybe it should sound like that. If you found me to be faithful, if I've been around, if I've been at the women's studies and the men's studies, if I've been at prayer and I've been, you know, helping out with the chores at church, I have this ministry in mind. There's more weight to that than the person that is not around, hardly around. We don't see at the prayer meetings. We don't see at the men's. We don't see at the women's. Who wants to pitch a ministry? 
it's almost like your children, right? Like if you got a bunch of kids and like you have four of them and like two of them or one of them just doesn't do any of their chores. Doesn't do any of their chores. Says, yeah, but I want the red bike. I want, I want, you know, what are you going to say to them? Yeah, well, help out, with, do your chores, clean your room, man. Help out with the chores of the house. And then, you know, maybe then we'll talk about the red bike. Because I have learned through the Holy Spirit, through experience, that some people want ministry just because they want to feel spiritual. Or they want others to think that they're spiritual. So I have to guard from that. Because the Lord says, hand this over to faithful men. And Lydia said, hey, you found me faithful, Paul. Come to my house. Where Proverbs, Proverbs 20, verse 6, says, Most men will proclaim each his own goodness. But who can find a faithful man? So, Lord, I want to be faithful. You want to be faithful. Everyone in here wants to be faithful. But it's got to be God's way of faithfulness. So let's go to Matthew 25. We'll end there. In Matthew 25, let's take a look at what faithfulness looks like to the Lord. I don't hear any pages ruffling. Come on. Please. Phones? What are those? Matthew 25, verse 14, the parable of the talents. Talents being money in this case. In Matthew 25, verse 14, the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country. Right? That being the Lord, the kingdom of God is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants. That would be those that are Christians, right? Christians. Those who are born again. He called his servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents. Now that's money. That's silver, guys. And it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of silver. And to one he gave five talents to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. So God gave money, resources, according to the ability that he had given each person. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug it in the ground. And hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. And his Lord said to them, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Now, one thing I want to point out is that the Lord came to settle accounts. And the, the Bema Seat of Christ, where we meet with the Lord and he gives us rewards according to the deeds that we've done here on earth. He is going to test the works that we have done. There, I hope there's a works that he, can, that he can judge. We need to get busy. It's in that area where Paul says, knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. That really is knowing that you're going to sit before the Lord and he's going to burn away the works that were nothing and bless you for the works that were for his glory. Man, knowing that, you're, we're, all, we're not going to have a court case with the Lord concerning our sins. But we are going to have a court case with the Lord concerning our works. Knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. And how did the Lord, he reward, it says here, then his Lord said, I'm well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. So God's standards are, if you are faithful in the little things that he gives you, 
then in God's way of promotion, he sees that you will be faithful for greater things. This is why I say what I say in the ministry here. Like, we, we need to go to the tree. We need to go to the apple tree. We want to see who wants to be involved, who wants to be around us. Some people don't. Like Chuck Smith told all those pastors years ago, hey, man, not everybody can receive your ministry. And I'm okay with that. Find a pastor that you can respect and love and minister under them. But, you know, I have to choose from people who want to be around us. Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also, who had received two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were you have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man. And I'm so blessed with that. Because look, you know, people have the wrong idea about me and pastors out there and Christians out there. They think that we're hard, hard men or whatever. I, I haven't always been perfect. But I wouldn't uh, consider myself a liar, or not a liar, uh, a hard man. I was thinking about Jacob. Jacob lied. Sure he did. But he wasn't a liar. Jacob lied. Did he not? But he's, he wasn't a liar. Not in my book. He lied. I have been hard. I have repented. Hopefully I'm not hard anymore. But some things are water under the bridge. Some things just whatever. All of you have done foolish things as well, right? But I'm not going to pigeonhole you in that is what, who you are. Because of one event, two events, three events. We're human beings. We're to forgive each other. I'm not, I, I'm, and i got to be easier on myself. It's been a long journey in the ministry. So I'm not going to condemn myself. Satan tries to do that every day. I'm not going to help. So he who had received the one talent said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But the Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. You, so you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers and at my coming, I, I would have uh, received back my own with interest. So take the talent uh, from him and give it to him who has 10 talents. And, you know, it's almost like God gave him one talent because I feel God knew that if I give this guy two, if I give this guy three talents, he ain't going to do anything with that. I'll just give him one. And at the least he can do, if he's going to sit on his butt and do nothing, at least he can at least put it in the bank so he collects interest. If you're going to do nothing, at least put it in the bank. At least be faithful with the one little talent. And he didn't. Because he had this idea that God was hard. Not perfect, but we're trying not to be hard. What is desired of men is kindness. And like I said yesterday, watch what you pray for, man. Because you start praying, God, help me to be more kind. Help me to be more loving. God, God then starts breaking your heart into a million pieces. So you can be more like Jesus and cry like a baby. <laughs> I had no idea that this was the calling. None. I thought, oh, I can teach the Bible fairly well. I think I can be a pastor. But the whole love thing 
came afterwards. I'll always work on that love thing. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Lord, we thank you for your word. Help us to be faithful in your eyes. To live lives that are pleasing to you, Lord. Lord, we want you to be happy with us, your children. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio with the Bible teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein. If you're in the area, come out and join us at our new location at 3035 Nicolette Street in Banning. You can also find us on YouTube Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills, Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. If you would like more information or would like to send a gift to the ministry, check out our website at calvarychapelsweethills.org or you can call us at 951-572-2309. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. Cherubim, above.